as we've been talking about earlier on the show and over the last couple of days, we know that this shares saga continues to dominate headlines and Parliament. It has prompted the NT-ICAC Commissioner to release a statement on conflicts of interest yesterday. The Commissioner, Michael Richards, joins me on the line right now. Good morning to you, Commissioner. Hey, Katie, how are you? Yeah, really good. Thank you so much for your time this morning. Now, um, I know you have said in your statement that you are not going to be uh, drawn in on the uh, on the issues that um, of this shares scandal, but uh, can I ask, is it something that has been reported to you? Uh, Katie, as I said, I'm not going to be drawn on, on what's reported to me and what's not. I, I receive a, a lot of reports about a whole range of different things. Um, <laughs> But, I, but I'm not going to start um, commenting on matters that have or haven't been reported to me. Now, uh, uh, let's talk Frey, look, Let's talk about conflicts of interest because we hear about it all too often. And, you know, over the last yeah. few days, I tell you what, I don't know how many times I've heard perceived, real and whatever the other word was uh, for conflicts of interest. But like, what is the difference between these things? Well, first off, what is a conflict of interest? Yeah, so let, let, let's break it down to, to really the, the essential bits. Um, if, if you just imagine two circles for a minute, um, in w- one circle, write down all your personal interests. Now, we all have personal interests. We might, have, we might own a house. We might have rental properties. We might have shares. We've got family. We've got friends. So we have a whole heap of personal interests. Um, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with having personal interests. In fact, every one of us is going to have different personal interests. In the other circle... Think about the public duties that you might have if you were in government. So you might have public duties which involve sitting on panels, making decisions, and of course, those public duties require you to act in the public interest and not in your personal interest. On occasion, Mm. those two circles are going to come together because the public duty that you're expected to perform starts to clash with some of your private interests. And the best way I can explain that is I'll give you a couple of examples. Sure. Let's say, for example, you work in government and you're sitting on a recruitment panel, for example. So you're sitting on a panel and the panel is responsible for deciding who's going to get a job in government. So you've got a public duty to make that decision based on merits, make sure that the decision is unbiased, it's not influenced by anything other than a proper considerations. Now, let's imagine that one of the applicants is your best friend. Mm. Now, if you think about your personal interests, of course, you've got a personal interest in maintaining a friendship with your best friend. You've got a personal interest in looking after your mate. That's a pretty obvious thing that I'm sure we'd all accept is, is something that we, we always want to do. We want to look after our friends. Now, we can see there in that circumstance, those two circles have come together. They're now overlapping. Yep. And that bit that overlaps is what we call a conflict of interest. So a conflict of interest is where our personal interests collide with or clash with our public duties. So give you another example, but think about it from a different angle. Imagine you're a small business owner in Darwin, and I'm sure many of your listeners are small business owners. Let's let's think, for example, a circumstance where that small business owner puts in a quote to do work for the government or a council or or some public body. Now, that small business owner would expect that the person who's going to decide whether that quote's accepted or some other business quote's accepted is only going to rely on questions like value for the Northern Territory, quality of service delivery, quality of the product and the like. But what if another small business who put in a quote 
was owned by the decision maker's spouse. Mm. Now, there we can again see that the decision maker has a personal interest, clearly a, a spousal interest, a familial interest, which is conflicting with that public duty. And that's what we call a conflict of interest. And at that point, reason, I would imagine that's where you remove yourself, right? That's right. And and uh, the reason I put out the statement yesterday is um, it's, sometimes I think we misunderstand where the problem arises. Number one, there's absolutely no issue with having private interests. In fact, we should all have private interests. It's, it's part and parcel of who we are. Yeah. And there's actually nothing wrong with having a conflict of interest. Having a conflict of interest is inevitable. And I, I, I must say, it's absolutely inevitable in a place like the Northern Territory because it's such a small population. Mm. So having a conflict of interest is not an issue. The issue arises when it is not appropriately managed. That is where the problem arises, not having the conflict of interest. It's where it is not appropriately managed. And the way we decide where we are in terms of the conflict of interest, we have to ask ourselves two questions. And I remember you at the start talked about you've heard actual and perceived and yeah, this kind of yep. thing. Let me just explain that for a minute. When we're, talk, when we're deciding whether or not we have a conflict of interest, we've got to think about it from two different perspectives. The first is we look at it from our own perspective and I ask myself, do I think I can bring an independent, impartial and unbiased mind to the decision or activity that, I, that I'm expected to perform? If I say no, I couldn't possibly bring an impartial, objective mind, then I've got an actual conflict of interest. I've, I've got a conflict between my personal interests and my public duties. Mm. But of course, that, that's not the only perspective that I have to think about. I have to think about it from the perspective of an, out, of an outsider. So what would an outsider think about this situation? So I have to look and say, well, would a reasonable person think that I would be able to make this decision or engage in this activity in an unbiased, fair and professional manner? Or would an outsider think, well, hang on, I couldn't possibly do that because my personal interests would influence how I, how I might perform my, my function or my duty. And that's what we call a perceived conflict of interest. So a perceived conflict of interest is simply looking at it from a different perspective, from the perspective of an outsider. The reality is that an actual conflict of interest and a perceived conflict of interest mm. actually equal the same thing. It's just looked at from the perspective of two different people. I mean, and can I just say one? Can yeah, I just yeah, say one thing it. about yep. that out about that outsider? It's really important that we understand that an outsider. It has to be a reasonable person. It has to be a person that's blind to politics, to personal opinion, and the like. It has to be a reasonable person who just makes a objective decision based on all of the information. And I hear a lot of talk about the pub test and the like, and that yep. is, is, is a perfectly appropriate test to apply in other forums, but it's not a test that I apply because I, I, I obviously have to look at it from a very different angle. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, from your perspective, it's a very, you know, like it's a very professional and pragmatic approach, I would suspect. Um, you know, absolutely. Yeah, I guess when it comes to, to politics, it gets a bit uh, gets a bit different, you know, in terms of the yeah. the perceived uh, conflicts and uh, and the like, you know, when we're talking about it and talking about it from that pub test perspective. 
Absolutely, and I, you know, that that's a different forum. That's not a matter. That's yeah. not a forum I would enter into. But I guess what's important from my point point of view is that people actually understand what a conflict is, yeah. and it's that that overlap. It's that clash between a personal interest that you have yeah. and the professional duty that you're expected to perform. And we all know that every person in in the public sector or in local council and the like must always perform their duties to advance the public interest rather than their personal interest. Mm. And that's, so that's what I look for. Whenever an allegation of a, of a failure to manage a conflict of interest, I always look at, well, what was the personal interest? What was the public duty? Was there in fact a clash or a potential clash? And if so, what was done to manage it? And that is the important thing. Mm. So how was that conflict managed? They are very important points to make, I think, Commissioner. Can I ask you, um, and look, I know you're not going to go into any kind of detail about it, but this must be something that's raised really quite often in the Northern Territory. All the time. Um, uh, Conflicts of interest um, um, has been something that I've been quite public about, and it's probably been been the thing I've been most public about since I started. Um, um, And whilst uh, I I won't comment on why these matters have been raised, the fact that they have been raised and the fact that there is now discussion about conflict of interest is, I think, uh, a good thing. I think it's important that we, we sharpen people's focus on what is a conflict of interest and how do we properly manage conflicts of interest, because they are a very real issue in the Northern Territory. Um, But having said that, the reality is we we can't paralyse government, we can't paralyse councils and the like. So we have to find reasonable ways of managing those conflicts. And as you said at the start, the most obvious and and appropriate way of managing a conflict of interest is to just take no part in the decision, in the deliberation, in the activity, in the duty. Uh, And my advice to people has always been, if in doubt, get out. So if you think there's a conflict... If you're just not sure, the best thing to do is remove yourself from that process. That way you're effectively managing that conflict and there will certainly be no criticism from me if that's the approach that's taken. Well, Northern Territory ICAC Commissioner Michael Richards, I appreciate you having a chat with us this morning. I appreciate you running through that. No problem at all. Thank you. Thanks so much for your time.